Welcome to an inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire, and empower you. Amen. Why don't you grab a seat? Everybody in our online campus, a big welcome to you, no matter where you are in the world. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Shahan, and all of our worship team. If you have a Bible, we're going to go to the book of John and the second chapter of John. Andrew, you can turn me down just a little bit. The book of John and the second chapter. What a great name that is, by the way, John, John. We're dedicating babies. If you're planning on having one, I just want to put that book out there, John, John. Just thought that was a good idea. The book of John, chapter 2 and verse 1 is where we're going to dive into this series. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him they have no more wine. Dear mother, that's not our problem. That's not my problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold about 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus told his servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars have been filled, he said, now dip some out, take it to the master of ceremonies. So his servants obeyed his, or followed his instructions. And if you know the rest of the story, the water had been turned into wine. This is an amazing passage because the Bible begins by telling us that Jesus' mother is at a wedding. And we kind of get from the text that somehow she is a fairly central figure in the wedding that is taking place. This is somehow her family or her village, and she is a senior person in this context. In the middle of this environment that really matters to Jesus' mother, the Bible tells us that Jesus has rolled up as well. And as a pastor who often has to make his son come to weddings along with him, I can imagine how Jesus might have felt. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Here is a kid along for a journey with his mother, and the Bible tells us that in the middle of the ceremony, they run out of wine. We're just going to roll straight past that today. The Bible tells us that Jesus' mother comes up to him and says, Jesus, they have run out of wine. In saying that, he's saying to Jesus, this really matters to me. I care about this. This is me. This is me on the line. And Jesus' response to that, and I think there's one central reason why it's supposed to be recorded in our text. Jesus said, that's not my problem. He wants you and I to realize that he's making a statement. What you're concerned about now, what matters to you right now, has no consequence on me, my calling, my destiny, and my future. That's important for you and I to understand if we're going to really get what's going on in this passage of Scripture. Jesus said, it's not my concern. It's not my problem. It doesn't matter to me. But then the Bible says that his mother is kind of persisting on him, like, I need your help. I need your help. And then finally, that instruction is given, do whatever Jesus tells you. So the Bible says that Jesus gives an instruction and that he turns those jars of water into wine. Why? Because it mattered to Jesus' mother. 
Now remember that we're talking today about a God who describes Himself in family references. I am your Father. The Psalms tells us that God sets the lonely into families. By the way, if you're here today and you're saying, John, I I don't even know if I want to be here today because I'm alone. I'm not even in a family. Let me just pause long enough to say this is exactly the right time. You're the perfect person to hear this message because you haven't stuffed anybody else's life up yet. Okay, every, every teenager, every young adult, every young Inca is going, I'm not married, this is not for me. This is absolutely for you. It took you nine months before they let you drive a car on the road, but you can stuff somebody else's life up tomorrow if you want to. Well, maybe you need this series more than anybody, but, but I'm here trying to retrospectively fix all my mistakes. But no matter what camp you're in, you need to know that God cares about family. God cares about relationship. We believe that. If you believe that, say yes. And here we've got Jesus, and his mother has a problem, but the problem is not Jesus' problem. But Jesus said, it matters to my mother. It matters to my mother. And then, because it mattered to Jesus' mother, he did something about it. Jesus is communicating a value that he held in his life. A value that he adhered to in the way that he interacted with his earthly family. He's saying about that family, you've got to catch this today. If it matters to you, then it matters to me. If it matters to you, then it matters to me. And remember, this is the same Jesus who said to everybody who's hearing this talk this morning that if you're weak, if you're heavy laden, if you're in need of rest, you can come to me. And even though it's not my problem, I'm there to help. Why? Because if it matters to you, it matters to Jesus. This is the same Bible where we're told that if we're stressed out and anxious that we should pray and that the peace of God that transcends our understanding is going to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Why? Because even though it's our anxiety and our worry and our fear and God's never been stressed out, if it matters to you, then it matters to God. And as we're diving into the series today, I want to talk to you this morning around a very, very simple thought that if we want healthy relationships... If you want a great marriage, if you, want a, if you want great relationships with your children and kids, if you want to connect well with your parents, then I think we could anchor our first message of this series simply around this simple thought, what matters to you matters to me. That we're going to make our maxim about every relationship that we have, whether it be our spouse, whether it be our children, whether it be our parents, what matters to you matters to me. Could you say it with me? One, two, three. What matters to you matters to me. Say it again. What matters to you matters to me. Listen, husbands, if you want to be a great husband to your wife, then just think this thought. If it matters to you, it matters to me. Wives, you want to be a great spouse to your husband. What matters to you matters to me. Parents towards your children, if you want healthy relationships, if you want them to flourish in life, think to yourself, what matters to you matters to me. In every relationship that we have in our lives, I think this could be a powerful way for us to find the intimacy and the quality that we want in our relationships. What matters to you matters to me. Because at the end of the day, when what matters to us, what matters to them matters to us, then our relationship with that person is going to deepen. My son, Will, uh, who's out with his life group this morning, which is great for me in this message, um, I get to talk about him. 
uh, my son Will uh, plays football, soccer, and he, he loves it. I've stood on the sidelines of his football games when I've been delayed in an international flight and gotten home at half past two in the morning. I've still been there at the game in the morning. I've, I've, if I'm away, if I'm not in Wellington, I do my utmost no matter what country of the world I'm in to make sure that I still see that game. I'll have Jillian or another little spy on the side of the pitch with their iPhone and I'm on FaceTime. I've watched Will's games in hotel rooms, in airports. I've watched them in the backseat of cars, driving from one city to another, in a conference green room when I should have been on the front row, but I'm wagging the session to watch his game. I've, I've set alarms in the middle of the night in Africa and England and America to get up and to watch his games and then go back to sleep again. And I just hope in all of those moments when I've chosen to be there on the sideline, I'm sending a message. I'm sending a message to a little kid about his dad. And just about maybe six or eight months ago, Jillian asked the kids, I think it was on my birthday last year, she said, how do you know that dad loves you? And Will said, because he's always at my football games and he's a really busy man. And I just hope that in some way, just by being there, I'm just sending a signal. It's not hard, but I hope that I'm sending a signal to that kid that what matters to you matters to me. What matters to you, listen, it matters to me. My daughter, Lara, is just a consummate extrovert. She's probably in the auditorium and that's already five bucks. And you know, that, that girl just fills her life up with other people. If you know her, you know she knows the name of every baby in this congregation. Um, she's just hyper full of love, has to have people full, her life filled with people every day, every day after church. She's like, can I have this person? Can I have that person? Can I have that person? Can we all come back to your, can we, can we do this? Can we do that? You know, when it was, she was younger, play dates were like every day. You know, she's just always dominating. She's always got things. When it comes to a birthday party, we had one yesterday. Her invite list was like 25 people. I think 21 actually showed up. And you know, the truth is it's a lot of work to keep up with that girl's social schedule. Anybody got a teenager like that? Like, I am, a, I am a permanent taxi, like moving her around from place to place. But the thing is that those people connections, they're what matter to her. They're what matter to her. And I think that in our relationships with our children, there's no more important message that we can communicate than what matters to you matters to me. I care about what you care about. I'm not just thinking about me, I'm thoughtful about you. And if it matters to you, it matters to me. In, in, in my relationship with Will, we went through a stage where when he was about six or seven, I was just so like troubled because I just couldn't figure this kid out. I mean, I'd done, I think, a pretty stellar job of raising Lara and you know, all, everything I'd done had worked well on her and you know, I'm busy, so I'm very intentional. So whenever I go away, presents arrive at the house about every two or three days. There'll be a little gift box and little presents will arrive and I send them notes and I stage it and I make people do things for me. And, um, uh, you know, I really go to a lot of effort to try and just communicate that I'm there and that I care. And, you know, I, I join them for family meal times on, on my phone. I just try and do whatever I can. And for some reason with Will, it just like, it just wasn't working. It wasn't, it wasn't working. We were, we were not... We were not connecting. And I remember sitting on an airplane, I was flying across America, and I was reading a book, and it was called The Five Love Languages of, for Children by Gary Chapman. And as I was flying across America reading this book, I'm sitting in an, 
a really bad seat, surrounded by big Americans talking loudly. And as I'm, as I'm sitting in the seat reading this book, I just began to cry because I realized for the first time, and he was already six or seven years old, that his love language was quality time. Now, for a guy who does not have a bone of quality time being anything to do with the way I receive or give love, I receive love, I'm not going to tell you that, but I just looked at Jillian. I give love through words and through gifts. That's how I display love. So for my daughter, it was working perfectly because I tell her she's a princess and she's just looking good. And I give her a present. She says, Dad loves me. She's so busy with her friends, she's never needed time with me. But now I've got this kid. Now I've got this kid who's getting a gift every three days, who's getting a dad on the phone telling him he's a champion, who's doing everything that he can to convey a message, but I'm speaking French and he only speaks English. And as I was crying on that, car, on that plane, I realized that I was going to have to change my life because what mattered to him didn't matter to me. Not intentionally, but the message I was sending was what matters to you it doesn't matter to me. So sitting there on that plane, I pulled out my schedule and I immediately began to slash and burn. I changed things. I changed, I changed when I went to the office. For the next several years, I started late. I'm hardworking. If you want to pick it up later, we, we can go mano a mano for hours, but I... I dropped, I dropped him at school every day, got the office quarter past nine. I made a decision. He's seven years old. I've sent a message for seven years that need to be reversed in the next period of time. I've got to make up for lost time. I've got to send a signal. What matters to you matters to me. If I'm at a conference, I'll come home early to make sure that I'm there just doing whatever I can just to convey that message that I'm going to be up for something different. I changed my schedule. I changed the way I, I did my life just to try and just make that message abundantly clear. About six months into that journey, uh, uh, the school year started the next February, uh, maybe five months, it's been October the year before. And the school year started and for some reason I'd mismanaged my, my, my calendar and I was in Hamilton on a Sunday night. And I called Jillian. I said, how's everything going? I was rocking into the service. She said, Will doesn't want to go to church tonight and he doesn't want to go to school tomorrow. I said, why? Hey guys, I, I don't know. She said, he's just, he's just feeling a little low. So I knew what was wrong. I knew the fact that was missing was he needed a signal. He needed somebody to tell him, you need time. And what matters to you matters to me. So at the end of that five o'clock service, I borrowed Pastor Steve's car in Hamilton I filled it up with, with, with petrol, I grabbed two bottles of V, and I drove from Hamilton to Wellington, got there at four in the morning, had two hours sleep, got up the next morning with Will when he woke up. He didn't even know what I'd done, but I got there that next morning, hung out with him, spent time together, we walked to school together, we had an awesome time. He was off, he was away, because he got a message that was sent. And I hope that I'm just able to do a better job in the days of, to come in that kid's life of just sending a signal, what matters to you, it matters to me. You know, you know when, when it comes to husbands and it comes to wives, when we're trying to build that relationship with each other, how about we stop asking ourselves whether we're getting what we want out of the marriage? How about what we stop expecting to reap in a field where we haven't sown? How about we make it our decision that in our marriage, we're gonna flip this on its head and we're gonna start saying, I'm gonna make what matters to you matter to me. In an age and in a society where everything has become so self-centered, 
where it's cute to have little social media expressions of, hey, we really care, but in the way we engage in our lives, we're tokening a concern for others while making more and more selfish decisions. Listen, if you give five bucks to the salvos on the street, which is a good thing, it doesn't work if you then care nothing for the wife that you share a bed with. It doesn't reverse the wrong. We've got to get right to the center and say, listen, if we want a great life, we've got to make a decision that I'm not just going to live for me. I'm going to live for somebody else. What matters to you matters to me. I'm going to go beyond just living for me. Listen, I I think we've got to get it right that if we want our life to be all about ourselves, we'll never have a great life. There's never been a more prosperous season in the history of the world. I know we still have poverty, but there are more wealthy people than ever before in the history of the world. It's the most amazing time to be alive. Yet with all of that, we're stressed out, anxious, lonely, more deviant, more messed up than we've ever been before. And maybe it's time for us to realize that the way to get the life, you're hardwired by God to love. Not to be a receiver, but a giver. And we can't fight that hard wiring. If we want our lives to be awesome, we've got to make a decision. What matters to you is going to matter to me. Listen, let me just talk to husbands for a moment. Husbands, if you want a wonderful wife who loves you, make what matters to her matter to you. This is my deal. John Cameron, just speaking personally, this is my deal. If Jillian wants it, I'm going to do everything in my power to get it. If she wants it, I'm going to do everything in my power to get it. If she has a dream, I want that dream to come true. I'm just gonna make it my decision to go after the things that that girl wants and to make her life awesome. And in making what matters to her matters to me, I believe that that is gonna make her life awesome, but eventually it's gonna make my life awesome. In our marriage, we've been in ministry for 25 years, by the way, this month, which is absolutely amazing. 25 years full time, which is not bad. Yeah. And you know, for the majority of those 25 years, finances have been tight. And I've lived my life on a platform, so I care about the way that I'm dressed. And I couldn't tell you how many times I've saved money to go out and buy some clothes and then realized at the same instance that Jillian needs something new for her. And every time, it's always been the same. I'll go out and spend that money and make sure that Jillian has what she needs. And I couldn't tell you how many times God has orchestrated my steps so that very quickly after what I've sown into the wife he gave me, he'll sow back into my life. But I just believe that the way we get the relationships that we want, the way we enjoy the life that God has for us is when we make it our decision that what matters to you is gonna matter to me. In our age, we're we're constantly competing for our own attention. Right, right. Well, where you, you can, can be, be in the, the same room as other people, people you're not, not even interact, interact with them. them. I, mean, I mean, anybody, anybody been on a bus lately? Anybody, anybody been anywhere like where people are gathered? Conversation is a thing of the 20th century. We're all got a device glued in front of us, switched off. And in our age where constant attention demands are being placed upon us, it is very easy for us to make every moment of our lives all about us. Let me put it to you this way. A distracted person is a self-centered person. And when things grab our attention, others lose our attention. 
When we walk into that home and we've got three emails to respond to and five text messages or we just want five minutes just to blob on Instagram and we've got the people that we love around us, we're sending a signal. We're sending a signal. What matters to me matters to me. But if we could find a way through the noise, if we could find a different way of living, then maybe we could buy back the quality of life that we're searching for in an Instagram feed or we're searching for, to get the, the sense of release and just responding to those five emails. Maybe we can find that life is found in just being where we are and giving to others and saying what matters to you is what matters to me. I mean, for me, you know, for my kids, uh, they've only ever grown up in a life where in every church foyer, there's a lot of people that come around and, and I love those moments, I preci the precious moments. I, or I've prayed for sick people and declared healing and counseled with people through moments and, and just connected with people that I'd really like to connect with and say a word of encouragement that I really want to send. But what I started to notice about my kids was that they would start to interrupt me in the church foyer. And in my mind, I was like, kids, don't you understand? I can be with you anytime. But this is the only time that these people get with me. And for the first period of time, I think I, I resented the distractions that they gave me. And then I started to realize the questions they were answering wasn't what they were seeking. The questions they were asking wasn't what they wanted. They wanted to know what matters to you. What matters to you? And I listened to a podcast by Andy Stanley called Choosing to Cheat, and it really helped me and empowered my, me in a lot of ways. But I made a decision from that moment forward that if my kids talked to me in the foyer, that I would display, you matter to me more than everything else. That I could just send a signal in a moment of time. There's a lot of things that could compete for my focus. But what matters to you, it matters to me. And I think in every day, in every way, if we can make that our maximum about our relationships, that what matters to you is what matters to me, I think we could change our lives. Because you know what kills our relationships, what destroys family? What destroys family could be simply put in another maxim. Here it is, when what matters to me matters more than you. What is destroying families is when what matters to me matters more than you. And in every day, in every way that we send that signal, we are diminishing the quality of our family experience. And we're going to take this to a finality before we finish this morning, but I believe that we need to get this straight in our own lives, that we need to send a signal that is the opposite. But when we send a signal that what matters to me matters more than you, we are diminishing family. We are destroying family. Let me give you some examples. When a husband buys a new set of golf clubs, but his wife can't afford highlights for her hair, you're sending a signal that what matters to me matters more than you. And I don't believe that we should do that. Let me, uh, that might be awkward, but let me get up in your grill about it. Let, you want me to pull back? I'm going to go harder. If I want to see the self-esteem of the husband, I look at the image of the wife. When I want to see the self-esteem of the husband, I look at the image of the wife. I'm looking at the wife and I'm asking myself, does she look glowing or worn out? Adorned or undervalued? Cherished or abandoned? Because I think it's time for us to see a new generation of men who are going to say, I'm going to spend my life making that woman as great as she can be. I'm going to bless her. I'm going to encourage her. I'm not going to live a selfish life for me, but I'm going to lay down my life. That's what Jesus commanded us to do, guys. 
so that we could find the quality of life that we want. What matters to you is going to matter to me. Listen, when a guy's got a second vehicle, but the family can't afford a sports vehicle or a hobby vehicle or an expensive hobby, but the family can't afford a holiday, he's sending a signal. What matters to me matters more than you. Hello? When, when we allow ourselves to choose anything over the benefit of other people, when we choose sports ahead of family, when we've got an activity of leisure that we care about that consumes all of our time and stops us from participating in family activity, we're sending a signal. What matters to me matters more than you. You can still have a hobby, you can still do something, but find a better way to do it. When, when husbands and wives are waiting for the pay packet and then racing to the bank to, to spend the money first on whatever their priorities are, that's never gonna be a great marriage because what matters to me matters more than you. Hello? When either a husband or a wife prioritize their goals ahead of the health and well-being of their family. I'm a goal setter. I'm a driven individual. But push comes to shove. Achieving your dreams or having a great family, having a great family trumps achieving my goals. And whenever we're doing something with our time that we are more concerned about than the, the, the needs of a healthy and stable family, we're sending a signal. What matters to me matters more than you. What matters to me matters more than you. And how do we change that around? We change it around by simply deciding what matters to you is what matters to me. What matters to you is what matters. If you need time, then what matters to you is what matters to me. If you're needing an investment, then what matters to you is what matters to me. And here's the kicker, guys, because I believe God wants us to get to a point where we're not living these selfish and self-centered lives where we're sitting our own direction and our own desires. God wants us to be interconnected with others in a way where we're saying, I'm gonna benefit somebody else today. I'm gonna live for something greater today. I'm not gonna send that signal any longer. How about today, somebody change their life by changing the way they live? Maybe today this message is confronting for you. Well, maybe that's good because I sat in an airplane crying as I realized the error of my ways and it changed me in a positive direction. And maybe you could discover today what needs to be changed in your life. And this is not the toughest day for you, but the best day for you as you discover that you can send a new signal. You can change. What matters to you is gonna matter to me. What matters to you is what matters to me. If it matters to you, it matters to me. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning and that's gonna just be my goal for this week. If it matters to you guys, it matters to me. If it's concerning you, it's concerning me. If it's something you care about, then it's something that I care about. And here, let me just land you with this one final thought. Here's, here's where it all comes to conclusion. When what matters to you matters to me, then what matters to me matters to you. When what matters to you matters to me, eventually what matters to me is gonna matter to you. I'll never forget Pastor Tommy Barnett preaching about his own children and why they all love Jesus. And when you know Pastor Tommy Barnett, you know his children, they're amazing. One of his sons runs the Dream Center, the other one has just taken over his church, incredible family. He said, we didn't, we didn't even do a good job of family devotions. And I was like, Tommy Barnett, you can't say that with a microphone. You're Tommy Barnett. <laughs> he said, we were rubbish at it. We, we, never, we never could achieve a consistent schedule. He said, but when it came to my kids, if it mattered to them, it mattered to me. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, I would love for my kids to have a great education, 
I'd like them to travel the world. I'd like them to be prosperous in life. I want them to be healthy. I want them to make great decisions. I want them to, to fulfill every dream that they have. But there is one thing that will always trump every other thing. One thing I would trade for every other thing. I want those kids to love Jesus personally. It's what I've prayed over their lives every day since they were born. May they know you, Jesus, in a real and a personal way. Every day. And if there's one thing that I believe that we've got to get right about our own families and our faith. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, let me just say this before, because I'm about to hand back to somebody else. The most important thing for us here is for you, that you would know what it is to know Jesus personally. Whether you're here in this building or you're with us online, that you'd know Jesus personally. That's the most life-changing experience in all the world. And the way that we can build the greatest families, we want to know what's missing in our evangelism. When what matters to you matters to me, then what matters to me is going to matter to you. Before our family ever want to hear what we have to say, before they ever desire to know what matters to us, they first want to know that they matter to us. If what matters to you matters to me, then what matters to me will matter to you. And I believe that we could change our lives today if we just adopted that maxim. Jesus said, I don't want to do this miracle. This is not, this is not helpful for me. It's not my concern. It's not my problem. My time hasn't even come. But you're my mother. And if it matters to you, it matters to me. Let's stand our feet together this morning, shall we? Come on. Anybody got something good out of that? Mom, anybody think the person next to you really needed to hear that message? Come on, let's pray. Family clearly matters to God. Let's pray. Let's pray that our God would help us. Amen. Why don't you close your eyes? If in any way you feel like the Holy Spirit speaking to you about something in your life, and I'll be honest with your team and just say before, before I pray that there's nothing that matters more to me in the world and nothing that I struggle to feel like I'm doing a good job with in all the world than being a husband and a father. But if you're here today and in some way this message is spoken to you, let's believe that the God of grace can meet with us in this room. Reach out to Him right now. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank You that You are the God who calls us children. Jesus, You are the God who calls us brothers and sisters. And I pray that that family, God, would help us. What matters to us matters to You, God. So help us that what matters to others would matter to us. Enrich our relationships, build strong families. Where there has been division and tears, I pray, God, that you would reunite us back together again. Help us to find your freedom. Help us to know a better quality of life in the days that are to come. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare over every life that tomorrow will be better than today. Tomorrow will be better than today. This is the beginning of a whole new day in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you believe it, give God some praise together. Come on. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and Pastor John Cameron, visit arisechurch.com or connect with us on Instagram at arisechurch and at johncameronnz.